0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and eSports. Uh, in the past, we've had game developers, content creators and eSports drivers. But we have a very interesting guest today who's from a car manufacturer, none other than BMW. So joining us is Rudy Dietrich from BMW, head of sim racing. How are you today, Rudy? Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. That's our pleasure. Um, I wanted to, to speak to you today because I play a lot of sims and a lot of, watch a lot of esports and racing games, and I've noticed that there's a lot of BMWs across many of them. And I thought, oh, well, this is interesting. This is an interesting trend. In particular, let's say the M4 GT3, which is a new BMW sport vehicle in the real world. That's in several racing games and sims over the last months and years. And I thought, oh, okay, BMW is doing something interesting and different here. Before I jump into that, could you just explain your day job to our listeners, and, and how are you involved in sim racing for BMW? Well,
1: um, actually, I, I uh, did motorsport uh, also for BMW for many, many years in, in various positions, and um, my last position in motorsport was uh, actually head of uh, vehicle development. and. Uh, since the, the digital world becomes more and more important, I think for all of us in every aspect of our lives, uh, I was also asked to look into sim racing a couple of years ago, um, and and for us it was it became clear very early on that sim racing is actually just an additional discipline in motor racing. So it was very relevant for BMW Motorsport just to look at it as as such a, an additional, uh, you know, you like you have rallying and, and road racing, it's just another discipline. And uh, since it's, it's digital and it's very new, it creates a lot of opportunities. You can really exploit it. You can also, since it's very young, you can also contribute with the community to evolve it, to shape it. And that was
0: certainly very interesting. Now, you, you mentioned something fascinating to me there in that it's treated as an equal to, let's say, I don't know, a DTM or a GT3 customer car program. It's just another strand of motorsport for BMW. So, so why, why is it so important for the company?
1: Well if, if you look at uh, the younger generations, um, they, they're using digital devices all day long and for, for them it's uh, equally as important as getting a driver license if you like. So for us it's just a logical step uh, to also include that into our overall um, motorsport strategy as well as uh, uh, you know the, the communication that we do. It's not only about the real thing and, and driving it on a racetrack and, and uh, buying a car, it's also about uh, fully being being a partner of the community in the digital domain. So it's likewise important. And I think that's one of the statements you made earlier. It's also why we put so much emphasis in also replicating some of our products in the digital world as good as we possibly can.
0: Okay, so I see. So what you're saying is, yes, especially the younger generation, they're playing mobile games, they're playing video games, and then, I don't know, who knows, maybe in the future they might uh, be purchasing a BMW in the in the real world as well. Um, how does uh, video games, Sims, and eSports fit into the future plans for the company?
1: It's actually uh, it's actually not only younger generations. You're right, especially the, the mobile segment is probably the, the younger generation. Still not very young. Um, Still relevant, uh, uh, also as a, as a customer for BMW. But it was also quite interesting to see that actually the sim racers, they are they are not that young. Uh, they are very well educated. Uh, they also have uh, a decent amount of, of money to spend on their hobby or their their sports profession. Um, and and so it's it's really interesting for us to really engage with that community and and really be part of it and help to develop it forward. Um, that, that's um, what's really the beauty of of a sport as young as this that it's you know the the standards are not cast in stone for decades so you Mm -hmm. can really be part of it and and help to evolve it and uh, that's really a lot of fun and and whilst developing it always uh, we're trying to be more and more integral part of the whole thing
0: yeah you're right there actually to pick up uh, me on the younger generation element because sadly for me I'm no longer part of that but I am still interested in sim racing (laughs) <laughs> and I still like to see the, the BMW vehicles appearing in all the, all the different platforms. Uh, for example, one specific thing, which is why I thought ah, it'd be good to speak to Rudy, is that the latest M4 GT3, which is a new, for those who don't know, it's a new real-world uh, GT3 racing car completed at the uh, Daytona 24 hours earlier this year, for example. And I believe customers can buy one if you've got a nice race team and you want to go racing in something that's very quick. But also, I've seen that it's in, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but just off the top of my head, I've seen it in, or variation of it in iRacing, uh, R Factor 2 recently, Assetto Corsa Competizione recently, Rail Racing 3 on mobile. There might be some more, I'm sure, in the future, maybe. But is on that car specifically, has gaming and sim racing been part of that model's uh, marketing plan, you know, to help a- awareness that this is the new racing BMW?
1: I actually, I think it goes way beyond marketing. So what we've tried to do with that car is actually to, to integrate the community as being part of the development story of the car. So we've done something I think that hasn't been done before, that we actually released the car in its development state and also allowed the community to participate and really feel how the car evolves and and, and uh, becomes mature uh, until it's a final stage where it's homologated and goes out to the customers, as you mentioned before. So uh, we, we did that, um, I think as a first off, uh, again, one of the beauties that digital dom- domain allows us to do. So the, the our, our sim racing community got their hands on the m 43 uh, GT3 even before it came out in, in real world and That's then obviously right. in parallel um, there is also other platforms where you just have to be there because nowadays say for example the SRO with uh, Stefan Rotel, they introduced a racing series where you have to do both you're racing in, in real world you're racing in sim on the same weekend and therefore obviously it's Inherently necessary to have the car available and also making it available to, to as wide as a public as possible uh, is always good because we obviously want to everybody to have the opportunity to really feel, you know, the the emotion and the motivation that all of us here have to to deliver such uh, great products.
0: I see. Ah, yeah, interesting point there. You mentioned uh, SRO Esports yeah, last season in 2021 as we speak. There was the SRO Esports, where people could compete. But then there was on the weekend of the Real World GT World Challenge races. That's easy for me to say. Uh, There was uh, the Fanatec uh, GT Series, where the Real World drivers also took part. Uh, Were you able to uh, watch any of these developments? And do you think that was a good initiative?
1: Well, I I do believe it's a good initiative because, um, like I said before, for us, sim racing is is, um, not just a stepping stone for sim racers to become real-world drivers, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, that will be kind of degrading sim racing, which it isn't. For me, it is really a parallel sport. Uh, you could do either way. It's like biathlon, you know? You're skating and you're shooting, and it's two sports combined into one. And it's the same here. And that's why I, I very much um, supported what, uh, what Stefan Rattel did there in his championship. It's again, it's new, it's innovative, and I think it fits our time. And therefore, I, I think it was a good move from him.
0: I think the whole, what I'm learning so far from speaking from you, Rudy, is that the the BMW perspective on sim racing and gaming is very forward-thinking and and quite fresh to me. I think some other OEMs maybe have been a little behind the curve and now maybe they're seeing what BMW are doing and and catching up. It's very pleasing as a sim racer and as somebody who's into esports to see BMW being so forward. So just as an aside, please keep it up. But the other thing now, speaking of the SRO competition and real-world drivers taking part and the m4 gt3 looping that all together for me i feel was the steering wheel by Fanatec, which was it's the actual part number i believe that they made for the real world car but then i could buy it myself it identical and play at home on a Seto of, of competizione so did you have any involvement in that in that relationship yeah uh,
1: I, did. And- I still remember i still remember the, the meeting that we had um with the guys quite some time ago now, and at first, um, you know, when, when somebody like Fanatec approaches you as a, as a race car manufacturer, uh, you got to be slightly reserved because at the end of the day, you know, one thing is gaming, they are a gaming company, and the other thing is quite a bit harsh environment, let's say. Mm. <laughs> so you have dust, you have vibration, uh, you name it, um, but yeah, uh, actually... During during that meeting, uh, I think uh, it was a very very positive spirit, and at the end of the meeting, uh, we all we all decided let's let's be crazy enough, let's dare, and let's just let's just go for it. And I think um, the commitment from Fonatech was really substantial to really fulfill the the real racing. Um, specifications in terms of beautiful, but at the same time, very light and stiff uh, carbon. Um, The the communication is in in the real car, very different to the sim uh, rig, and also all the buttons and stuff, like I said before, needs to be waterproof, dustproof, uh, sunlight resistant, you name it. Uh, But they took on the challenge, and, and now, as you say, it is literally the same piece. And what we try to showcase here is that uh, sim racing can be as close as you possibly can think of, uh, to real racing and really bridge that gap again, not as a stepping stone, but really to be on eye level. And that's, I think it's a, it's a, a nice example to demonstrate that.
0: I, I can't think of a, a better example to, to bridge that gap, as you said, I mean, that's that there, there's no difference in the product there. You know, Augusto Farfus is driving it one weekend and I could be driving it the next, using it the next weekend. It's really amazing. But there is the CSL BMW wheel, which is more affordable as well. But it has the cool sort of, I don't know, it looks like a BMW wheel, even if it didn't have the badge on somehow, I think. So is it also equally important to have, Okay, you've got this almost top level. Here's what we can do, pushing the boundaries. But also here's those who are on a, a bit more of a budget so that everybody can get involved.
1: I think you already described it pretty well, the, the intention behind it. Um, there's a couple of aspects here. One is, as you say, you can also introduce BMW design on, on a piece like that, uh, which was not originally designed to be um, that way. Um, and w- why did we do it? Uh, there's a couple of things that that we wanted to, to stress with this product. One is that actually we want to emphasize and to highlight that that the entry level the boundary condition to enter into sim racing is actually so low and we really want to encourage to grow the community as much as we can you know even if you compare it to real world karting sim racing is a lot more affordable but at the same time just as worthwhile doing it as a sport um, so that's one aspect the other aspect actually that uh, again trying to to enlarge the community and and you know get the word out on the street for everybody you know everybody has kicked the ball in his life hence football is so popular, you know? Right. And, yeah. and what you're trying to do here is, is a similar thing. Obviously, we'll, we'll yeah, have a bit to go until we reach uh, popularity standards of, of football. But it's the same thing, you know? Give a relatively affordable but still premium product into customers' hands, let them first-hand experience. And actually, it is affordable to a level where we can also include BMW partners, dealers, etc. to have, um, you know, um, events in their, in their dealerships and, oh, and I see. You know, engage through all those those uh, levels uh, with the community and with potential customers.
0: all oh, right right. Okay. So I might be going into some, a showroom potentially as well. I didn't think of this. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know. I might be buying, I want to buy the new uh, M4 and oh, hang on a minute. There's a simulator. I can get a little feel for the acceleration or the sound beforehand. through. Through a simulator in a dealer. that's cool um, Actually,
1: and we did actually uh, exactly what you, what you just described uh, last year um you know when in the summertime uh when when the pandemic allowed it we actually managed uh, to have a little uh, um, road trip with some some trailers where simulators were installed and we just literally went around um, eastern europe and uh, really showcased some bmw products as you mentioned and at the same time uh, enabled the people to really get a feel of that product or just sim racing as such while, while they're there, and I think it was it was hugely successful, and there was a lot of interest in both. And I think that's that's again coming into the same basis where you just say get the word out on the street, you know, get the engagement yeah. for the products, but also for the sport as such.
0: I, I was just going to say that like there's there's an engagement factor which can heighten the experience when you're actually hands on in the simulator. Oh, okay. You're you're feeling something, and that provokes an emotion, which can be very, very valuable and interesting for the future of real world cars and uh, virtual racing as well. Right. Wow. And, and I think everything that we're saying so far is more just than okay, BMW is doing this really innovative things in the virtual space, but actually, you're trying to elevate the whole the whole space, the whole segment, and and give it more of a credence, so to speak. One thing I'd like to ask you about is at the BMW Sim Live event there was an announcement for this Fusion SL sim racing setup now I've seen it before where there are like seats and cockpits together you know there's many companies out there but this was almost trying to make it loungewear and more appropriate and to me that felt like again it's BMW okay taking things another step up to make it more popular like kicking a football Whereas if it was more attractive, maybe more people would have these uh, sim rigs in their living rooms, for example. Is that a, is that an fair assumption? And if so, did you uh, were you involved in the creation of this product? That was exactly the thinking behind
1: it, as you, as you just uh, mentioned. Um, so, um, but we're here in Munich, and you know, flat rents in Munich, they're. They are- horrendous um, and mm-hmm. and since it's also it's also a question of being able to incorporate something like sim racing rigs into your living environment um, first of all a, a decent rig takes up some space so you'll easily look at it two square meters or more yeah right. whilst if you if you do it the way we've suggested it with the fusion cell it could actually be your your living room table right when you're when you're not sim racing so that that was exactly the thinking behind it and at the same time you're also making it very incorporable into your modern living environment where you have, we have decent modern furniture and your better half is also maybe liking it much better if it looks like that than it, if it can be folded away. So all of those things that you also uh, already touched on were the thinking process. And I think again, uh, we worked together with our colleagues at Design Works in Los Angeles and they did a beautiful job at actually getting this BMW design language across without actually mm. making a car out of it at all. You know, it's just it's just a piece of beautiful furniture that is multifunctional and you like to actually have it in your living room. And it still resembles some of these BMW design aesthetics, which I think is nice. And uh, yeah, we're really looking forward for the actual market introduction later this year.
0: Right, well, well, me too, because I think there's definitely scope or space for something like that, because as much as I love all the current sim equipment and rig manufacturers um, and retailers and as an owner of some of that equipment myself, I I love it and I use it and I enjoy it. But I'm also well aware that they're perhaps not that practical and they do. I'm very, very fortunate to have a spare bedroom to turn into an office for the space, whereas I know a lot of people do not. And so something like this, I've been waiting to see more in this area. And it seems like with this product later this year, BMW could be at the forefront. Here's hoping. And so I, I already mentioned briefly that it was announced or revealed that BMW Sim Live. For those who don't know and might have not seen it, Rudy, what is it in a nutshell? BMW Sim well, Live.
1: The Sim Live for us is, is like our end of year uh, wrap up, final and also Outlook event for the next year. So what we're doing at The Sim Life, unfortunately, now the last two years, uh, it was a purely online, uh, online event, um, obviously, for, for known reasons. We're mm-hmm. very much looking forward to having actually having it also as an event where the community can come together, engage and, and, and you know, have a chat uh, with uh, drivers from all over the world with uh, you know, partners, suppliers, you name it. So it should really become a, a, a gathering for the community. Um, and it's, uh, we already managed to do it once. And it was really nice to see the drivers that were competing for each other throughout the entire year, but never actually physically saw each other. They really enjoyed also being in the same room at some point. And um, so what we're doing is uh, with the cups that we are uh, promoting ourselves, so where we are the promoter of the race, uh, we're doing the season finals for all of those. And there's usually also a decent price, usually with a beautiful trophy that normally also has some added value to it. So we're really trying to make it a 360-degree approach here. And uh, besides those... um, uh, season finals for, for the for the Cups. We are usually also announcing a couple of new technology gimmicks, features, cars uh, that might be just uh, about to release or that we've also been working on throughout the year. And then usually we also do the outlook of what to expect for next year from BMW. It's a,
0: it's a really exciting show. I really enjoyed watching the esports, And then also, oh, there's a, there's going to be this car in this new game. Oh, there's this new innovation. So it's definitely well worth watching with that in mind will it return or something like this return in 2022 do you think
1: um yeah i think after after having it done now for three years it kind of becomes a habit and and also <laughs> we created a sort of expectation i would think um yeah. so we definitely we're definitely be already looking forward um for for various reasons uh, like i said uh having the finals ideally getting the community together and uh maybe we also have a couple more technical gimmicks features and innovations that we follow throughout the year
0: Ah, good. Looking forward to that. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, So at BMW Sim Live, like I said, there's the reveals, but there's also some racing to watch in the finals. Um, We've talked a lot about uh, vehicles, uh, in-games, and equipment, but I want to touch more now on eSports directly. So again, just on a broad level... How do you see what what is BMW's involvement in esports? I've seen that there are teams spotted by BMW. There are also events uh, where you, BMW is sort of the promoter and organizer as well. So, if you could just give a broad overview, of, let's say of of the coming year, what is BMW involved in when it comes to esports? Right. Um, so uh, we've
1: already touched on 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 the events where we are promoting the racing series. It's usually cups, but again, there we're trying. Uh, to, to evolve these Cups year after year and really uh, trying to exploit the potential of a digital sport and, and shape it into not purely replicating the known real racing world. So we're, we're trying to move slightly away from that and really exploiting the benefits that you have from a, from a virtual sport and, and, and evolve it into that direction. So there's these Cups and I think they're, they're all out there and announced. Um, everybody more than welcome to participate um, and if you're doing well I think there's also decent, decent prize money which is not our only objective to really just throw money at people but it's it's about the engagement as I said before so that's, that's the one aspect and you mentioned the teams um, one thing to point out is that we actually already started this before the pandemic you know uh, at the pandemic it just yeah went through the roof uh, but we started all of this already before the pandemic. We had a couple of works drivers already uh, really being well engaged into sim racing and loving it, not only to prepare for their real races, but also as a sport as such. And uh, we're obviously still using that and exploiting that further. We have uh, Bruno Spengler, for example, who's very, very engaged into sim racing and we have philip as well. um, and they're, they're really active and also they i think they, they've put on a good show during the first pandemic wave with the big lockdowns i think they've they really helped us to go over that period and, and help with a bit of entertainment um so so we're doing that we're really trying to involve the the real racing drivers uh, wherever suitable um, and at the same time as you said we are um, engaged with a couple of teams and uh we on purpose did not build a BMW Works team because, like I said before, we want to be part of the community, and uh, therefore we are engaging with other teams. And um, I think that that helps us to, to also be be um, be part of it and not just you know create our own little bubble. And I think um the, the, the teams um, that we've uh, we've. Uh, they have did a brilliant job in, in various aspects. One is actually, obviously, the pure racing. They're really quick. They're very professional. But not only that, you know, they're, they're, they have also characters in their teams that you can tell stories about, which is, again, important. How does actually a sim racer prepare for a race, you know? So tell all the stories around it and also uh, make these drivers a bit more uh, uh, publicly known it is also a nice, uh, nice side effect. And then, obviously, on top of it, the teams themselves—they're also communicating, and and um, we're trying to leverage that with their channels and our channels to really, you know, spread the word out, and uh, again, make make it, yeah, an, um, a more elaborate
0: sport. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I'm just going to throw a curveball question now. But where, what would you, what elements would you like to see in racing esports to to help? push it even further because because i'm really enjoying it at the minute obviously work uh, i've reporting on the races um i've interviewed drivers and team representatives but where where does you or see? okay there needs to be this extra step up to really help the engagement
1: well i think um um it it is already in a a good progress and and we're um, transitioning there um Mm. to some extent and i think that transition also take some time so you can't flick a switch overnight and, and change it all up. Absolutely. Because, and, I think, and I think that's, that's one important learning. In, in sim racing, we have fans from the real racing world. We also have fans from the eSports world. And I think what, what we need to be doing is take them along in a journey. And, and therefore, it's like I said, it's it's a process and it's evolving. If you change the racing format overnight, completely upside down, then I, I think you, you have a chance that, that you're losing part of your community. And that's not what we have in mind. But if you go step by step and really uh, introduce new elements and, and start shaping it slightly different year after year after year, all of a sudden you look back five years and say, hang on a minute, um, <laughs> we've actually come quite far. And I yeah. think um, also with new ideas, uh, which we're always open for and, and embracing and new um, uh, possibilities technologically, uh, I think that allows us to really push that uh, a path further and further year after year.
0: I see. So it's, it's like a, a continual learning process and not ripping up the rule book but just evolving over time to see yeah. uh, where it's going. Yeah, I, f- I fully agree with that. And I think that's um evidently especially in the last 18 months for esports how more professional certain uh, teams and organizations and, and rule creators have become that's that's really helping in my personal opinion um one a slight handbrake turn i suppose in, in topic of conversation here but one of my personal beliefs is that uh, often the f- emphasis on sim racing and racing games can be perhaps too much weighted towards four wheels as opposed to two. But I see that BMWs in the motorcycle space as well, which is really interesting in terms of gaming. So you've got the uh, M1000RR, which I believe is the first BMW motorcycle to ever have the M moniker, which is, right. first of all, interesting in, in general. But second of all, I noticed it was in uh, Rims Racing and Ride 4, like right from the off, even though this was a new uh, model motorcycle. So What was the thinking behind getting the motorcycle also into games? And are you seeing um, the fans on the two-wheeled side also being engaged with BMWs in the virtual space?
1: So we we do have a a very large and active community also on the motorcycle side. And obviously we're trying to give them uh, as much of the digital experience as we can. Having said that, (laughs) um, replicating a motorcycle in the digital world is is much, much, much more difficult to get that sensation. And I think it's gonna take us a couple more years to really have a driver feel the same excitement that you actually feel riding a real motorbike there. So there on a the four wheeler side, it's much more uh, um, yeah, mature and also to some extent easier to really give you that level of immersion that, that you'd like to enjoy. So um, despite that, uh, like I said before, the, the community, is really embracing it and uh, uh and likewise we want to take them along you know um it's uh, it's again it's a journey and maybe you don't you don't take it just one-to-one as serious maybe as real racing uh is on on the four-wheeler side which we tend to do in a in a, in a sim racing four-wheeler side uh, to some extent so it, it's a bit more gamification it's a bit more about the fun and uh you know just uh uh, like in the real world, uh, just enjoy the ride. And and so with that approach in mind, I think uh, it was worthwhile to to do it. And uh, I think the feedback that we received uh, was well worth
0: it. Yeah, it's, it's a fair fair point there, really, because I suppose in four-wheeled racing, you can buy a steering wheel and some pedals and a seat to sit in that's, that's analogous to something in the real world. But there isn't such a peripheral market for motorcycles. I don't necessarily see there wouldn't be any time soon. I'm not sure how they would work on that. And therefore, there is slightly less realism involved. Having said that, trying to finish a lap in RIMS Racing without falling off is very difficult. That is a simulator of sorts. So, um, and I did notice that, okay, there's MotoGP eSports, but there's not too many eSports competitions around motorcycles. But within Ride4, there was a BMW-specific leaderboard challenge. And I thought, oh, okay, this is a company making steps and pushing the whole genre uh, forward. So... Thanks for that. I tried to take part. It wasn't very good, but it was still good fun. And I think that yeah. hopefully that's, that's what people uh, thought when they tried it as well, right? It's about the engagement
1: and it's about the fun. And in motorcycles, even more, you know, in, in motorcycle, also in a day-to-day uh, case, you're usually enjoying riding the motorcycle. It's not get, going from A to B, but it's really about mm. the joy that you feel when really using that, um, that uh,
0: vehicle. And I wanted to understand a bit more about the licensing process for the vehicles two wheels and four wheels in, in racing games is it something where you're approached by game developers on a regular basis or are you also actively going to the game developers and trying to um, work out a situation where BMW products are in games
1: well luckily I think we have a, we have a very well established uh, relationships for many many years with uh, most of the most of the um, um, game developers and publishers um, so it's actually it's it, it's it's like a mutual partnership actually so um they, they would like to know when we have a new product coming out, and likewise, obviously, we would like to know what their plans are and how maybe our new models would fit into their into their strategy. So um, we, we, we're actually in in close contact um, um, with uh, most of them on a regular basis, and uh, we're just uh, yeah, enjoying enjoying it. Um, really again trying and repeat myself here but it's actually true so we're trying to push it forward and and also try to exploit new ways every time so whenever there's an opportunity for say a new game release or a new model coming out we're jointly discussing and I think that's the point we're jointly discussing how we best uh, integrate a, a certain product or a certain release into our uh, common plans
0: I see you're Interested. so yes it's, you're working together and now both Gaming is mature enough to work with BMW and BMW wants to work with both. And So it's not just a straightforward call someone up. Oh, we desperately want our car in this game because you already know them and you've already got got the relationship. I see. That's interesting. So just to to wrap up, um, what's going to be most important this year for BMW in the virtual space throughout 2022? Or what are you most excited to see throughout this year? There, there, there is some there is some stuff coming up uh, which unfortunately i can't disclose of today otherwise all the
1: fun will be gone uh, but i think there, there's a couple of a uh, couple of things coming up this year uh, which are maybe not to expected, and uh, that you can really look forward to so it's uh, i think i think it's going to be it's going to be a fun year and uh, it's going to be um fun stuff to play with uh, throughout the year that, that uh, uh, eventually comes along and again it's all about you know um, widening the space and and creating more um, opportunities and interest and and yeah keeping the ball rolling and eventually even increase the momentum yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's, uh, that's got me very interested. I'm sure uh, Fans Attraction will be following BMW throughout the year at BMW Esports across the various social media. It's not just uh, motorsport, but it is every um, esports activity that BMW is involved in. So I'm sure that's the best place to follow for the latest news. Uh, thank you very much, Rudy. For really looking forward to the year ahead. Yeah. And if you uh, like this particular podcast episode, if you're on YouTube, please do like and comment below with what you'd like to see from BMW in the future. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do follow or subscribe. That helps us create more episodes in the future. And don't forget to visit the traction.gg website on a daily basis. Okay, that's it. Keep it pinned.